In this episode of Josh Reads Other People's Published Poetry, I'm going to read Driving Into Distance by Bronwyn Lee from a collection of poems, Flight Animals. Driving Into Distance 1. The poet says that the psychologist says that the anthropologist says that when one person envisions another, the image takes form in the mind at a distance of about 10 feet. It is as if even the idea of thou is a threat, and somehow this seems important. 2. Today, leaving Tahoe, it seemed all of life was headlonging me. Cars, cyclists, joggers, horses, rivers, mountains all pushing their way into me, and I, for all my layers, was defenseless as a diary confession. I said I love you, thinking I was creating enormous intimacy using an I. But instead, his thou backed off as my I moved into inhabit. Language, it seems, misrepresents me, the I bending its tyranny into an argillicious loop, running circles around desire until the self is a Mobius strip, and I love you, a cruel equation equaling a snowdrift between us. 3. Somewhere south of Bakersfield, a swarm of butterflies coloured the air above the roadside cabbages, a fragile yellow. 10,000 wings over I-5 tacking against the wind, striking my windshield in silent syncopation. It was oddly beautiful, those little losses, and it makes sense that we use our subjectivity to distend our inward space, our slipsism, slipsism reconfiguring the body, extenuating time, as if to inhale the synthetic row saying, this way, it'll last forever. 4. At home, I found a yellow butterfly stuck in the fender, its life barely audible except for its slow fanning of wings. I stared into the frailty of its papyrus body against the hard metal fender to which it clinged, mapping myself onto its labyrinth of yellow, laboring like the insect to survive, to let go. I wanted to cup its life, as my palm would cup a match. And as I stroked the narrow isthmus between the east and west wing, a silence fell from its body, not unlike the silence that descends from aching grasses or clings to mountain snow. 5. I remembered the story he told me of the runner from Montana and the gunman who ran behind her to protect her from what? The body breaking up? It was oddly beautiful, he said, and as my mind traversed the frightened space between runner and gunman, I was thinking of those ten-foot distances between desire, longing for that unsounded moment when language will stop, concentric rings of thought collapsing like a medicine cup, and I can settle into the soundness of him, my I, in thou. 6. At some point, I want to live contently in the body of another. There, it is said. But what can be said to the psychologist, or the anthropologist, except to say, Sometimes there is solace in a vantage point, and comfort in a vista, and odd beauty in a lover's hand as it waves goodbye across the sky and relinquishes. In his hand now, somewhere in the distance, open and soft, while he sleeps. Thank you. And on to the commentary for Driving Into Distance. I think many episodes ago, I actually recorded this and then for whatever reason I don't think I actually it was back when I was actually listening to my recordings which is a bad idea especially if you don't like the sound of your own voice 
And I ended up reading another one of uh, Bronwyn Lee's poems, um, the fun one about the Zen. That's found wanting at a Zen mountain monastery, which is quite a fun poem to read. And now having reread and re-recorded Driving Into Distance, this is much more of a, I guess, a somber poem. Found wanting at a Zen monastery was, if I remember correctly, it was quite a fun poem to read. And it's kind of playful and all those sorts of things you kind of expect from a poem about Zen. This was much more metaphoric, I guess. I mean, there's a little literal act of driving home. And then there's all the stuff about you know, relationships and all that kind of noise going on and driving into distance. Um, and kind of the parallel between talking about relationships and driving and having you know, dead butterflies splatter or I guess patter against your window and then coming home and finding a dying one in your car fender is probably not always the most fun thing to see and, and the way it kind of this whole poem weaves those two stories together sort of the personal relationship and the literal act of driving uh, it's done quite well and it's quite a fun poem to read it's kind of there's a, a rhythm to it I don't think there's much rhyming going on in here but the kind of rhythm to each line and, and to each sort of section. You know, there's five, there's six sections in this thing and each one's sort of progressing the narrative along while still keeping that point, I guess, that, that dualism of the relationship metaphor and the actual driving. So, in, I mean, as I've gotten a little bit older, I've started to enjoy Brom and Lee's poetry a lot more. And I find myself returning to flight animals a bit more than I used to. Um, I mean, the, re the reason I originally bought flight animals was because Bronwyn Lee was one of my lecturers at uh, University of Queensland, where I went. And so when, you, when, you, when you're studying poetry, you obviously want to see if the people who are teaching you actually stick to their own poetics. And from memory, Bronwyn Lee was one of those teachers who did actually practice what she preached, uh, which always kind of you always respect creative writing teachers more when you find their work and you find they actually do what they say you should do. Um, so thank you very much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed my reading of Driving Into Distance by Bronwyn Lee. As ever, I appreciate your time. Thank you.